Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse. Gordon taking the day off today, getting a little R&R, but uh, let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Of course, he makes the magic happen for AT&T Sportsnet. He's the one, the only, Big T, Thurl Bailey. What's going on, Thurl? Hey, Jake, is that what they're calling it now, R&R? A little R&R, R&R right, yes. A little rest and, re- rest and relaxation. Yeah, okay. Uh, he's on the golf course somewhere then, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's, it's true. Well, you know, uh, you, writing those columns, Thurl, it's tough. That's tough work. To, it's a lot. The, yeah, the, man. The, the, carpal tunnel syndrome, you need to rest that, that, that stuff. The struggle is real. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Uh, Big T, let's start off here. First and foremost, how are you and yours? We haven't talked to you for a minute. Everybody doing all right? Pretty good. For everybody, it's a different time. and Just try to get through it the best way you can. There's some very good things that have come out of it with, uh, you know, me and my family and having to spend a little more time together, for me anyway, right? So... It's been good to have them around, and and I'm not sure they're quite tired of me yet, but I've uh, been able to work my sons out basketball-wise and see them play a little bit. So Love it's it. been good. Love it. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the broadcast a little bit first here. Uh, Big T, we saw the news today that the scrimmages are going to be broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet, which I think is yes, awesome. But uh, talk about the challenge of being in the empty arena calling the game that's happening in Orlando. It's going to be a little different. It'll be different, and I'm not sure how challenging it's going to be yet. I mean, you think of it as an experiment, because I think that's kind of what these scrimmage games are in a way, right? It's an experiment. Um, for 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 the the real thing, but it'll be different, for, uh, of course. But I mean, we're going to make it work. Uh, the atmosphere will be different. There's nothing like being right there, dead center, in that environment to really have it come across to give people an idea of of what the bubble is like coming from the broadcast. We're not going to have that, so you know we have to get all the information we can and try to deliver that to the listeners and viewers the best way we can to, to make them feel a part of it. So, yeah, it'll be different, but I'm sure glad, like you are, that, that something's happening and we're getting we're getting back in the act, into action. Throw Big T Bailey with us. Thurl, I want to ask you about Donovan and Rudy and their relationship. There's been a little melodrama throughout all of this. And really? we've, all fo- <laughs> we've all followed that closely. But I want to ask you about it because give us the former player perspective. You've been in these locker rooms and seen relationships and kind of know how it works. So I'm curious to your thoughts on what we've seen between the Jazz two All-Stars. Well, it's a different era different game, different players, because back when I played, it never left the locker room, right? Nobody really knew about it. You may have had, you know, you may have looked on the court at a game or something that had some questions about these guys getting along, but it never came out of the locker room if guys were having issues with each other. And that's where it should stay. But 
with that being said, um, we we still don't know the extent of what that is. We can guess, um, but I, it, it's like this. Listen, you've got a job to do. You have learn how to work together. It comes with maturity. It comes with um, some sacrifice. And so, you know, I, I think, from my view, these guys know how to how to work with each other. Uh, I don't think there's any hate involved. They're teammates, and, and you know, you have to love each other to necessarily get along. You just have to coexist. And so, you have something go wrong, you have a discussion on what family does, and you get it figured out. What kind of uh, quality of basketball do you think we're going to get, Big T? Is it going to take them a minute to, to get into shape, or do you think the product will be pretty good from the go? Well, I think a lot of it depends on what they have been doing you know, prior to the start. Uh, you know, Guys have had opportunities to work out. I don't think that any player at that level can't find a way to work out to keep, to do something. Um, you can't get in the game shape. There's something about it. You cannot unless you're in a game. And I think that's what these two, three weeks are for. But uh, I, what I'm going to be, I would be about is just the, the chemistry. It's not going to be instant chemistry, uh, even though these guys know each other. Um, the basketball chemistry is even another thing. You haven't been around each other in a while. Uh, virtually, it doesn't count. So, you know, you've got to find a way to get back some semblance of how you were playing, and, and specifically the Jazz, before all this happened. I thought the Jazz were at a, at a good, in a good place before all this went down. And so can you get that back right away? I doubt it. Um, you know, you can get certain instinctive things and connectivity but it, even if, even through practice, it's going to take a while, I think, to get it back during the game. I think that's why you've heard that uh, Coach Quinn Snyder's kind of going to let these guys play a little bit more. than. So we'll see how that pans out. But it depends on the team and the guys and, and, and their mindsets as well. Thurl Bailey is with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich has been incredibly productive. He's had a great year, there's no doubt, and it's going to be hard to, to proceed without him. But who do you think bears the most responsibility to make up for some of that production? Well, with, with, with this philosophy on this jazz team, there's not one guy, right? It, it's, it's, it is a next-man-up mentality, but it doesn't mean that that next-man-up has to take on – all the responsibility to score, to bring what 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 Bogey brought, and and you can't even replace that, right? You've got to do it in your own way. Uh, you heard Donovan talking about being more of a uh, facilitator as well as maybe picking up some of that scoring. But I, you know, I still see Joe Ingles playing a huge role in this as a facilitator and a guy who's going to be responsible to score as well. Um, and it's hard to. To say sometimes because you don't, you know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. But sometimes that presents opportunities for other guys, right? Like a Mike Connolly, who struggled early on trying to find his way, but I think began to find that, and now he's going to have to find that again, and then a, a little bit more, right? And so that responsibility is going to fall, especially with the makeup of this team, in a lot of guys' hands, guys off the bench. Um, 
and it's going to be interesting to, to really see who that goes to. I don't think one guy can look at it as, um, you know, I'm, I'm averaging 15, now i got to average 25. It doesn't work that way. I think you you still have the defense-first philosophy, and then offensively, you know, you, you run the same plays, and, and if you've got a shot, you take it. But if not, it's one more pass to Royce O'Neal in the corner, and that's how they have to continue playing. You alluded to uh, Donovan Mitchell talking about uh, improving his passing and getting his teammates more involved. Is that the next step in his career evolution as he gets better and better? Is that kind of the the immediate thing he needs to put into his game? Um, I think we've seen some of it. I mean, Donovan's not not a selfish player. He really is a team player, but he also understands his role on the team. Right and, and how he needs to mature and progress as a player. We've seen that in the last couple of years with him not trying to finesse so much at the rim as much as getting to the rim and getting fouled, right? Getting to the free throw line more, um, you know, James Harden-esque, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, his youth and his progression, I think it's coming along just great. He hasn't degressed or anything, I think that he's on a team that needs him to be really, really consistent every single night. And that doesn't mean he has to have 20 every night, but he has to have a big impact on the game, um, whether it's, you know, you're losing a, a clutch player like Bogey. Uh, you know, he's got to start to become more clutch in that area, especially when it's a tight game and everybody knows the ball is going to be in his hands. So, it's not so much about whether I need to score here as much as I need to make the best play possible, right? It might be for me, but it might not be, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the right instincts to be able to do that. So, yeah, I think that's part of the progression of Donovan Mitchell, and, and I think he's done well at it. Big T, Thurl Bailey with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Thurl, there's no doubt that uh, there's a lot of kind of wonky stuff with this bubble, but one big one is there is no more home court advantage. There's no more home court, period. What kind of effect do you think that that will have on the playoffs? Are we going to see longer series, shorter series? What, how, do you, how will that play itself out, do you think? Well, first of all, I'm not sure I've heard the word wonky in a long time, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but I got you. Um, it, I think it'll have some effect, right? I mean, and not just not home court, but no people. Right. I mean, that's got to affect everybody. And whether you think that that makes the playing feel a little more even, even for some of those teams who, you know, were in that sixth, seventh, possibly eighth, or even ninth position, maybe they get an advantage. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't even think that they're sure. But, um, you know, it kind of is what it is, right? You have to kind of take it as something uh, something new, and everybody's got to go through it. Um, it's, it's interesting. I don't really even know how to, in what way to put it. It's just a whole new ball of wax that everybody has to adjust to. It does take away some advantages that, you know, teams that play well at home, uh, seem to have, but you've got to kind of create your own energy amongst the team. I was watching that TBT tournament the other day, and you know that they have that, they have their own bubble as well with the curtains around, that camera's tight, and they they had the finger on the button in case there was a curse word. So 
mean, everything's new. Everything's different. So it's going to be an adjustment all the way around for every team. Big T, Thurl Bailey with us, of course, from AT&T Sportsnet. But, Thurl, you've also been doing some podcasting. In fact, last time we talked to you, you had just had Dr. J on your podcast. Today we're talking to you. You just had Isaiah Thomas on your podcast. I think it's pretty safe to say, Thurl, that you have the best guest list of any podcast out there. Well, that's, that's nice of you to say. You know, it's it, it, it kind of goes along with what I was able to do for years and play in this elite club of guys that um, you competed with on the court, but you had a relationship, you know, even after the game, you have a relationship and respect off the court. So to be able to reach out to those guys and, and get them to, to trust you and believe in you and be on your show. Uh, Isaiah, you know, regardless of what I may have thought about him on the court while we were playing, because, you know, it was all competitive. He's a, he's a really great guy. He's a great man. He's a great businessman. And and he's a good soul, right? He really is. And I think when you don't know that on the outside and you just think of, you know, well, he walked off the court on Michael, uh, that must make him an a-hole. No, it doesn't. And it's just it's, it's kind of something in the moment. Maybe he made a bad decision that you know, I'm sure he would have done it differently. But just a lot of great conversation with some great, great, not just people in sports, but in general. But it's good to have people like Dr. J and, and uh, Isaiah Thomas to be able to come and share their thoughts with you. No, oh, it's it, it's so cool, and you just don't get that that content out there. I I, I think it's a, I think it's amazing. And and let me just you could probably give a big long answer to this, but uh, it, what a what's Isaiah? What made Isaiah Thomas so great? What made that? Uh, in his makeup made him able to overcome. I mean, he was one of the best players in the league during the NBA golden years. And he kind of yeah. had that, that mentality. What's it about him that made him so great? Fearless. He was fearless. He was really, you know, at that time as a point guard, you didn't feel a lot of point guards who didn't care who was in the paint. They were going to get there and they were going to score. And he became a really good playmaker as well uh, when he didn't have it. So he wasn't scared to get knocked down. I mean, we saw that when, he came in and Carl sliced his head open pretty much. Um, but, uh, you know, he, it was that era, right? It was that competitive era that you needed to be a certain way. You couldn't play for the Pistons, the bad boys, if you weren't a bad boy. So I think the development of his game to be able to get his and then to also be a facilitator to that team he played for, those teams in Detroit that he played for, uh, and a high basketball IQ made him a special, special player. All right, Big T, before I let you go, this is a personal curiosity question. And I always like to ask you about NC State because I used to live back in North Carolina and familiar with that area, uh, with that, with that area. But let me ask you this. When UNC and Duke are playing basketball, who do you cheer for? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, probably UNC because the word is, is everybody hates Duke. <laughs> right. That's, that's yep. word. That's that is the feel, word. Right? <laughs> that's so a great gotta, answer. If you got to cheer for somebody, it ain't Duke. See, I'm with you, Thurl. I cheer against teams all the time. I do that constantly. I'm with you. I can cheer against Duke. I'm on board. Let's do it. Uh, don't tell Coach Quinn Snyder that, though. Right? Oh, good point. Yeah, we'll keep this to ourselves. Good point. Good point. <laughs> hey, Big T, you're the best. Thank you so much. Anytime. You take care of yourself. Back at you. 
Thorough Big T Bailey, one of the best, uh, joining us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, just to kind of reset, we, we talked to a, a Thorough a little bit about it, but all three jazz scrimmages will be televised on AT&T Sportsnet. July 23rd, the scrimmage against the Suns will start at 6. July 25th, the scrimmage against the Heat will actually take place at 2 o'clock, but it will be aired at 7 p.m. And then the scrimmage against the Nets on July 27th will be at 3 30 p.m. You'll be able to watch those uh, right there on AT&T Sportsnet, and I'm so glad they're airing them. Bring it on. We're all just starving for basketball. I don't care if it doesn't count in the win-loss column. Bring it on. And Thurl's going to be part of that broadcast alongside Craig Bowler. Jack, I know Bowler was telling us that Matt Harpering, uh, that Matt Harpering is going to be in Atlanta, but they are going to work him into the broadcast uh, uh, at times. And I know Kristen Kinney is going to be doing some work on the television side of things as well. Uh, as far as radio goes, uh, I'm going to be anchoring, as usual, our pre-half and post-game coverage. Uh, David Locke and Ron Boone will have all the action for you, as usual. So uh, staying pretty consistent on the radio side, except at least for the first part of the return in the bubble, the radio broadcast is going to be produced by my good friend Austin Horton. Unless so it go. sounds bad, and then it was Lloyd. And then it was Lloyd. If, if, it, uh, if things go uh, terribly wrong, then, uh, then Lloyd was running the show. Although, Austin, uh, it, you know, this continues on your role of producing the jazz broadcast under unique circumstances. The last jazz, <laughs> the last jazz broadcast you produced was the Mexico City game. Uh-huh. And uh, it, let's, let's just say it wasn't, the, it, 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 wasn't in, it wasn't catastrophic, but it wasn't smooth either. It, it was like working inside a volcano, not because it was hot in the studio or anything. It was just there was magma flying all over. There was the earth was shaken. There, there was things falling off the walls. There was a, a dragon trying to eat me. It was a bad, 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 bad night. And the jazz intern would attest to such. Yeah, you're you're just not you. You Sorry, are Andrew. Not- you are not allowed to produce jazz games under normal circumstances. Sorry, Austin. It's just not <laughs> and, in the cards And for I'm you. No, longer to produ- uh, no longer allowed to produce jazz games that are on international soil. But uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. We are at the Warehouse 86 uh, East University Parkway here in Orem. My good friend Tom joins us now. Uh, so, Austin, it was soiled? No, 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 no. <laughs> But someone's got to have the dad jokes when Gordon's gone. So thanks, that's Tom. That's true. That's yeah. true. Somebody's got to fill that role, Tom. Sorry, that's someone as you. How how were you? Did you get you get yourself fed? You were hangry a minute ago. My blood sugar was so low, I thought that I was gonna die. <laughs> but are you okay now? Did you and get fueled Vidal up? Vidal took care of me. Oh my gosh! There's a taco cart in our parking lot. And it was pretty dang good. By the way, Vidal stud and uh, fine singer. Yeah. Oh my fine, gosh! Has a fine I gave, I gave him singing lessons for Christmas, <laughs> and he definitely used that money for something else. Something else. Don't know what it was. <laughs> In fact, when he when he starts singing, cats start screeching. 14 miles away that's the cat's way of applauding tom that's that's yeah, showing that that uh, is uh, not uh, true <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on uh-huh. hey vidal told me that i need to do a vidal special let's do it so we're gonna do this beautiful gray oh my gosh that sounded just like him singing austin please don't do that 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 not only hurts my soul but I might not ever be the same after hearing Have that. you ever seen the video that goes along with that sound? Yeah. Like, 
that the oh, cat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's something else. All right, well, Vidal special, what are we going to do? I've got a sofa recliner with a console, drink cups, and a recliner. So five recliners. Remember what I did it for an hour ago? You going to do better? We were twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Vidal said, no, Tom, do it a Vidal special. Eleven ninety nine. All right. We're doing eleven ninety nine. That is a double boom. Five recliners for eleven ninety nine. See, this is this is why you're a good boss, Tom. You're doing a big deal for Vidal. I mean, it's this is this is why you're good. He told me one more. The sofa love that we sell, we're the lowest price in Utah on a sofa love, five ninety nine. He said, give him a reason to come see me tomorrow. All right. Five hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Sofa and love. Look at you. What Just else, Vidal? What it now you're giving Vidal carte blanche. I like this. Think hard about this one. There's no pressure over there. He wants you to buy him a burger. That is not happening. That is not happening, Vidal. How about we do the dining table? Solid two and a half inch of hardwood, beautiful round table. We're going to do it with four chairs. The table's like $2,600 table. We're going to do it with four chairs for four ninety nine. That's the Vidal Specialito. Love it. Come in and take advantage of it. 86 East University Parkway. It's the warehouse. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We'll have more Big Show next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Happy Friday here on the big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come on by and see us. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Gordo taking the day off today. A uh, little R&R for Mr. Monson. Uh, it's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips, as Gordon so named uh, this fantastic segment. Austin selected our Drop of the Day today. Austin, why don't uh, you give us a setup? You a fan of Jim Carrey, Jake? Uh, well, sure, some of his movies. Not all. Some of his movies. What do you, uh, Have you ever like listened to any of his TED Talks or his the graduation speech that he gave at uh, some college a few years ago? Uh, I have not. So he's a very intellectual person. Someone might see his movies and see his career work and go, oh, that guy's just a clown or a goof. He's actually a really, really deep person. And at times he's a little eccentric, but he's got a book out. And so he's doing the, the late night media tour via Zoom to promote his new book. But uh, last night on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy asked him about the cover of the book because it's a very unique cover. It's it's like a close-up of Jim Carrey's face. It looks like he's in shock. And here's what uh, his ex- explanation was for the cover of his book. How'd you come up with the cover, by the way? Oh, the cover. The cover is a, a wild story. That cover is actually my face after being told that I have 10 minutes to live. And that's for real. I was a, a missile test, of, or sorry, not a missile test, a fake missile alert in Hawaii. Yes. I was there. No. I was writing. My assistant, Linda, called me. She was crying. She said, we have 10 minutes left. And uh, I said, what do you mean? She said, the missiles are 
are coming. I remember North this. Korea. They sent out an emergency text to everybody. It's completely real to us. And uh, and I went, you know, my brain started whining and I tried to get off the island of my daughter. I couldn't get off the island. Um, and then we were the, the question was posed, should we all try to get together? I said, I don't want to die in my car. And we had to say goodbye. And uh, I sat on the lanai and looked out at the ocean. And uh, at, at that point, I just uh, I started going, OK, well, what can I do with this last moment of time? And I just decided to go through a list of gratitudes. And honest to God, I, I just uh, I, I, I could not stop thinking of wonderful things that have happened to me and blessings that I've had. So it was lovely. It was lovely. And I got to a point of grace, but about two minutes, two minutes to spare when I found out it wasn't actually happening. And all I was planning to do was close my eyes and be thankful because it's been a good ride. Uh, and what did you do when you find out that it was a fake missile test? Then I got pissed off and heads rolled. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is incredible. <laughs> Which is exactly, I think, how I would have hoped to have handled it, Jake. Because at first there's that initial panic of, oh my gosh, what do I do? And then to ha- come to that moment of, okay, this is it, this, and I'm happy, I've had a good run, hopefully this goes quickly. And then to hear that some intern butt-dialed the, the missile uh, scare. Yeah, I think I would want heads rolling at that point, too. That that has got to be one of the biggest mistakes that you could make, right? <laughs> I, I mean, to accidentally can't think of a bigger one to accidentally send an alert to everybody's phone that that the end is well, imminent. And I mean, that's our, that's our, not like that's not like sending out accidentally <laughs> a, a weather report or something. I mean, that's right. It's not good. We do these push notifications. Like if I accidentally right now send a push notification that uh, the jazz bear was joining us or whatever, that's a, that's a mistake. You go, Oh, whatever. That's weird. But if I send out a push notification hours after North Korea had threatened to do so, that the world was ending because a missile was headed your way. That's not a mistake that you get, you get past too quickly. No, you don't really come back from that. Although I, I, I remember when this happened and I, I asked myself, I wonder if I would have believed it. I thought the same as well. Yeah. Jim Carrey obviously did. And boy, what a, what an excruciating moment. If you actually think like <laughs> there is a, 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 a nuclear missile headed for uh, headed right for the Island where you are. But I, I wondered because uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, uh, uh, it was summer league when we were staying down in in Las Vegas, and uh, the the hotel was having some fire alarm issues. Uh-huh. And it went on the fire that, yeah. the fire alarm went off in the middle of the night. And what did I do? Put the pillow over my head and went back to sleep. <laughs> I mean, if if, you, if it is a real fire, I guess you'll find out soon, right? And at that point, yeah, might as well just stay asleep. I don't know. Jake. Uh, no, when I used to work at a hotel way back in the day, you know, sometimes you'd have an accidental fire alarm or something uh, go off. And it, it was funny to count the people who evacuated compared to the people who called. Like, you call the front <laughs> desk. Like, hey, is the building actually on fire? No, no, you can go about your business. Because oh, nobody would. Nobody would file out. But the phones would just start ringing off the hook. Uh, but in that case, I just ignored the fire line. So I, I don't know if I would have believed it or not right. if I would have been in that circumstance. Because uh, when, when I would get that text, I would look at it and go, okay, what, which of my buddies has somehow got an app 
that is now telling me that the right. missiles are coming for us. Which which kind of defeats the purpose of the alert. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Why tell me? In fact, you know what? Let me make this public announcement. If there's a nuclear bomb headed our way, don't let me know. Just yeah, keep it from me. <laughs> That just, is a great point. I don't. There's nothing I, I can do about it. That's, that's a great. Let point. Let me be surprised. Okay? I had never even thought of that. Because because what if it was real and and the, what are the you gonna attack do? was coming? Yeah. What are you going to do? You're not going to get off the island. Get out and try to shoot it out of the sky. <laughs> right. it's, it's over, man. You might it's as over. well just might as well just have it be like the end of the Sopranos. Yeah. Exactly. It, yeah. The end of Rogue know, One. This is this right. is it. This is fine. It's just, it's just over. No, I, I think you actually make a, make a tremendous point, Austin. That, that is true. I so, don't want to know about it. Just keep you know, it the, to yourself. And, and the different ways people deal with it, because like that, that Vegas, uh, that Vegas story, the summer league story, the coworker I was down there with at the time, absolutely scrambled like <laughs> sockless out of the building. <laughs> So and, and, yeah. and he was the responsible one. You know, when we talked the next day, I, I felt like, wow, you really you were the one who did what you were supposed to do. If that were a real emergency, I would have been in real trouble. Right. That person you're talking, they, they would have been on the news talking about you who just stayed asleep under the pillow. <laughs> Right. And weren't there to talk on the news the next day. Exactly. So that's that that is kind of funny. I just ignored it and and he evacuated like you're supposed to. And I got lucky. He was the one who acted appropriately. I got uh, we, fortunate that we, it wasn't an emergency. I've never had the fire alarm go off at a hotel, but last time my wife and I went to to Disneyland, in fact, we we're staying in a in a condo that my parents had got a timeshare with and the the uh smoke alarm, like the the smoke detector would not stop chirping. Would not stop chirping. Oh, and, yeah, that happens a lot. And so we called down to the desk, and they said, yeah, we'll send someone up. And an hour went by, and no one came. So I called again. They said, okay, well, we'll make sure they're coming. And another hour went by, and I called, and they said, if you if they're not here in five minutes, you this room won't have a smoke detector if you don't hustle. And the next thing we, we knew was the knock at the door, uh, knock at the door, and uh, the the maintenance guy, the the superintendent or whatever, was there, and he was in a robe, Jake, like like he lived, like so. My question is, do you do they live in these hotels? I, I, I would think, think so. he would. I don't know. Or did he just drive over in his in his buffs? I don't I don't know. But he got it taken care of. But it was pretty funny. Three in the morning, this guy's standing in a bathrobe up on a on a breakfast table in my hotel room. Pretty crazy. If you want, if you want to talk to somebody who has amazing stories, Austin, talk to anybody that works the night shift at a hotel, any hotel. Okay. They'll they'll all have a zillion hilarious stories for you. Oh. Whether it's whether it's uh, asking people not to smoke weed in their room, or or college parties, or who knows, you'd be shocked the stories that these people could tell you. I'm sure because that's when everything happens is after the sun goes down. There's no there's no craziness in the daytime usually. Uh, I'll I'll try and clean this one up as best as I can. My my brother was working that shift once and he went into the the stairwell where he encountered a couple um <laughs> okay. who who needed Reading a the room. Bible. Yes. Yeah, who who needed a room if you know what I mean. They were studying biology. <laughs> 
And what's my brother supposed to do, right? He he just he just stands there and he's like, um, he didn't have a whistle, did he? You no. you guys need to need to leave, or <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call the police. I mean, what what are you? Do you what tap do you do? one of them on the shoulder? <laughs> that all he did. All he did was say, "Excuse me, you guys need to take this somewhere else." Far be it for me to interrupt here, but. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, if if you talk to anybody who works overnights at a hotel, I guarantee they will have a zillion hilarious stories because there are some some strange people out there. Ah, I'll have to do it. All right, uh, we'll have more coming up next. We're live uh, here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low to blow your mind. Come on out and see us. We'll have more big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Tell me what you thought about when you Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Chatting with a couple of listeners uh, during the break. Shout out to Mark, who's in here doing a little shopping uh, right now. Uh, it looks like they're looking at beds. I'm going home with a mattress today, mattress for my toddler. I'm telling you, the warehouse, it is the place to be. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. I don't know about you, Austin, but uh, occasionally when I'll see other things advertised for other spots, I just snicker. Say, <laughs> oh, Tom's well below that. Right. I, I just had a friend who was bragging about how much uh, they saved at the, uh, as Tom calls it, the neighborhood store. And I just kind of laughed and said, hey, take a look at this. And I sent him a, a link to some of Tom, uh, Tom's stuff. And he was very, very upset that he had not gone to Tom first. Yeah, exactly. So don't make the same mistake as Austin's friend. Uh, get it hap- uh, Make it happen at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Hey, real quick, let's slide this in. Uh, we were going to get to this in what's going on, but we ran out of time. And uh, the, the clip's a little long, so we might shorten it a little bit. But I wanted to, to check in on DJ and PK's discussion this morning about the jazz locker room chemistry. We, we talked to Big T about it a little bit earlier in the hour. But here's those two having a conversation about unsalvageable. What is unsalvageable? Kevin, Kevin with an X. I got to say, when I saw this PK, the first thing I thought was the Titanic. When I think of salvaging, <laughs> I think of, you know, the, the car that's been totaled in an accident. That can't be salvaged, you know, because I had a car uh, wrecked in the snow a year ago. <laughs> salvage yards. Yeah, salvage yards, right? You, you salvage a car or a ship. And that was the first thing I thought was... Mm. The Titanic's not sailing again. That's not going to happen. Uh, but Kevin went sports on us, and he nailed it. He's 100% right. You're not going to be able to argue with this. And you think, oh, come on. How can you be so sure? Well, Kevin says what is unsalvageable, the old Salt, Salt Palace Drum Arena. I don't know what that is. That's the arena that the team played in before this. It was a drum. You know what it looked like, PK? The architecture looked a lot like the Long Beach Arena. And the Long Beach Arena, you walked in and you went one, I think it was left to go to the arena and right to the convention center. Maybe it's the other way. And that was how the Salt Palace was built. 
there was a convention center, and there was an arena. And once this arena was built, because we broadcast out of it now, they eventually tore down the old Salt Palace. They were both up for a few years. Uh, they were both up when the All-Star Game was here because they had events in both of them. But a couple of years later, I don't know, 90, 94, 95, 96, somewhere in there, they tore it down and they expanded the convention center, which they then expanded again and again. But for a lot of jazz fans, there's a lot of good memories. You know, Big T, Thurl Bailey played a lot of games in that arena. Stockton alone. Well, I was going to say they played the first half of their careers in that arena. If they were normal NBA players, it would have been the first half of their careers. It probably ended up being basically the first 40% or something like that of their career. I was never in that building. I can't respond to it. Lot of lot of good memories for people. You got an you got a, an arena or a stadium you used to go to. It was cool, but you know, progress, money, all that stuff. It got torn down now. Ebbets Field. There it is. A I've classic. Never I've never been to Ebbets Field. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad probably was though. He must have gone yeah. to a Brooklyn Dodgers game at some point. Yes, I'm sure he did. No, my the stuff that I see torn down is stuff that I'm glad is torn down. All those multi-purpose stadiums with the astral turf, yeah. and, <laughs> and it just looked like a cement block, and one looked no different than the other. Uh, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Those four always blended together. And it's funny because uh, probably the best teams, you might see any of them, but the Steelers had great teams in Three Rivers. And if you look at something like you'll see, uh, like the, the Immaculate Reception, you know, a play you'll see, they run into the end zone. Like at the end of the end zone is like a 17-foot wall. There's a couple random cars that are just parked there. And there's people just standing around. Now, all the seats come right down to the edge of the field. They realize how valuable those that, that space is. Uh, but then it's it's the weirdest thing. You look at it like this is some dude's pickup truck is parked over there. Like why was that? Why was that okay? Why was that a good idea? I don't know. But none of those stadiums were good ideas. But yet they had them, and they were ugly. Now all these stadiums, all these places that you just mentioned, have gorgeous uh, stadiums. Yeah, yeah. I mean and, Pittsburgh and, and, with the baseball the, stadium, and you. Yeah. Not that I watch a lot of Pirates, but you just have to see one home run, one highlight, and man, the bridge and downtown. It looks great. All right, there you go, TJ and PK having a, a chat about uh, stadiums, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, I saw somebody uh, earlier, I think it was, who might have been Scotty, tweeting out pictures of the old Dirks Field uh, down there uh, where, of course, Smith's Ballpark is now. But the it old was Dirks DJ, Field actually, yeah. Where the, the Trappers played. Was it DJ? Was this part of this whole conversation? I don't know, because he, he asked uh, Clowkey, maybe it was Bowler, because he asked Clowkey if he had ever seen a picture that Bowler had, and Clowkey said he has, of Clowkey throwing some kind of metal rod through the KSL van's window or something. I don't know. I used to um, – uh, I, I remember the old Dirks Field because I remember the, the wood the wood benches that you would sit on. But my dad worked with a guy who had the, the house that was just outside of the left field fence. Oh, really? So he would get all these home run balls in his backyard. And so whenever I, we would pay a visit to this particular coworker or whatever, he'd always give me a ball. That's pretty cool. Especially yeah, as a young cool. kid to get a ball like that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty rad. Gordon yeah, tells it, us all the time that his dad worked at Dirksfield. If I'm not well, misremembering that. So Gordon is one-upping me well, then I was when gonna he's say, not even here. I was going to say, uh, we've got to have a scenario today 
where Gordon one-ups you, even though he's we not do. here. Yes. It's true. Yeah, that's I'm the yeah. one-up Gordon. <laughs> All right. Oh Here's Tom. Tom's with us. Gordon's dad worked there. I worked there selling concessions my sophomore year in high school. At Dirk's Field, you did? Oh! The Salt Lake Bees. That's awesome. Boom. So that's Peanuts, the- peanuts. Then I throw a little curveball around somebody standing That's in the aisle. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. So, first of all, this is the, the original Bees. You this bet. Is, this is the OG Bees. And second of all. I'm not as old as Gordon, but I'm older than you. You are just a tad, though. Just a tad older. But could, so, do you critique the people selling peanuts and stuff at ballparks? Because I think no. they've lost their mojo where they don't get into it as much as they used to. You know what it I mean? It used to be an art. Right. So uh, I've had I've been blessed where I've been able to take my kids to, because of my business when I was building ties with logos on them. I took my kids to almost every major league baseball park awesome. in the country. And there are still places where you have old timers selling peanuts and they'll throw them to you two bags at a time and they have you pass the money down the aisle. Yeah, that's that is really good memories. You don't see much of that anymore. Not as much, no. But my favorite stadium going to the tape that yeah, just yeah. got uh, a little bit sleepy eyed on there. <laughs> pass that on to dj i will (laughs) i'll pass it on to dj my favorite stadium is anyone that i can go to right now and see a live sport whatever i don't even care what the sport is just let me go watch something so you're with me on the scrimmages then put those on tv let's watch them yeah the nba scrimmages is going to bring what a typical weeknight nba game will bring people are dying for live sports i agree with you can't wait for it to be dying. I, I saw the ratings on this golf tournament. That uh-huh. first one was at the Memorial. Memorial was this past weekend. The the first one though, what was it? I know what you're talking about. But the it was like triple were, the normal ratings. It was crazy. Why? It's not because golf is fun to watch. We're dying for we, something. We need some sports. We need it. It, yeah. it it gives you a relief. It gives you a benefit. It gives you a break from life, which is sometimes hard. Well, and not to uh, to steal a theme from our Man Cave show on Saturday. By the way, check it out every Saturday at, uh, at 4 o'clock. But when sports returns, your Man Cave, be it your bedroom or living room or whatever, you've got to be prepared. We've got to be ready to go, my man. What a transition. Well, we're going to finish the day with a Man Cave special like you can't believe. California King adjustable bed. Solid for sixteen ninety nine or split for seventeen ninety nine. Wow. Those mattresses per side are normally sixteen ninety nine. I'm giving you two mattresses and two bases. The bases are Liggett and Platts. You come in, I'll show them to you for twenty nine hundred bucks. I just looked it up. Wow. Boom. That's huge. That is a deal. You need a queen. How about a queen head up adjustable with a nice gel infused mattress? Five ninety nine. <laughs> How about Queen with all the bells, all the whistles, massage, 24 settings, USBs, and LED lights. A hybrid latex mattress. The mattress by itself is over $2,000. The whole deal, $1,299. $1,299. That's a stadium in your own bedroom. That's the Gordon special? That's that's the Gordon-esque The Gordon-esque base okay there you go uh, unbelievable deals check them out 86 east university parkway it is the warehouse we'll have more big show next 97.5 and 1280 the zone
Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Missed Gordo today out uh, getting a little rest and relaxation. Thanks to Austin uh, for helping out. Uh, thanks to Big T Bailey for jumping on the show. Thanks to Howard Beck. And I thought we had a, a pretty productive conversation today, Austin. Really liked our, our Jake and Austin's list. That was fun. That was a lot of fun to kind of uh, steal something from Gordon a little bit there. And you know what? I came away with a new appreciation. I told you this uh, a couple uh, a couple shows ago. I don't know, a couple Fridays ago. Actually, it was longer than that. But I filled in for you with Gordon on a Friday show. And I came away from that day with a new appreciation of just how long hosting a five-hour show can be on that side of the of the glass here. Today, I come away from this show with a new appreciation of Gordon's list is not as easy as it sometimes sounds to be. But then again, sometimes it is. A little appreciation for our, our guy, Gordon. And uh, we do appreciate Gordon, and we do like Gordon's list, and glad that we could have a little fun today. Do you think he's better at resting or relaxing? Because you said rest and relaxation. Which do you think Gordon fits under better, the resting or the relaxing? Relaxing. Yeah, absolutely. Relaxing. <laughs> resting, sure. you're just taking a break from work, from right. doing. Relaxing is you're just nothing. You, you don't have anything on the mind, nothing to do, no obligations. That that I agree with you. Relaxing yeah. is the Gordon Monson uh, byline story. Well, Austin, I hope you do a little relaxing this weekend, my friend. Enjoy. We'll talk to everybody on Monday on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.